no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who is when the lights go dim. From James Cagney to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty tricks to your made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones, romantic crazy fans that leave no real a ton. Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. Film history, the history of film, all of it made for you. Good God, that was terrible. This episode, we're going to be picking up with Top Gun again. This is this is part two. <laughs> part two. We're going to be talking about plane boys and volleyball. This is the real. This is the. This is the. This is the Maverick. This is the Top Gun Maverick. That's right. Of this sequel of this of this of this, uh, of this, of this uh, Top Gun flaw. <laughs> this episode of Bill History. The history of Bill. Bruckheimer and Don Simpson over a breakfast of cocaine uh, went to go. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the title of another movie. <laughs> That'll be the one we make about the making of Top Gun. So <laughs> while the writers are over there in Miramar, uh, Bruckheimer and Don Simpson went to go have a meeting with the fucking the Navy, basically, and at the Pentagon and shit to see just how much support they could get on this. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where we were talking about like. You know, uh, the, the military supporting films, mm-hmm. and they just support the arts, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not propaganda or anything. Yeah, no They're other like motives. <laughs> so the research methods by Epps included attendance at several declassified Top Gun classes at Miramar and gaining experience by being flown in an F-14. While he's writing this thing, they're doing what Top Gun did, but before anybody else. They're like the first ones here, you know, like it's just these two writers for Bruckheimer who are at Miramar, just kind of like fucking hanging out with these guys, going up in the jets, and they're writing the script while they're there on the airplane. Oh, I see. So they're like, they're immersive writing. Yeah, Yeah. immersive writing. We're just going to hang out for a little while. We're going to feel the vibes. Yeah, being paid to do so very handsomely, by the way. (laughs) Like, this is the fucking, this is the dream, you know. Well, the dream is to be one of the stars of this movie but also as a writer yeah this is a dream gig yeah you, you know? get to hang out in the jets <laughs> yeah and, yeah and then write over a bottle of whiskey later <laughs> <laughs> and so they wrote this script uh the first draft was kind of of course nobody really dug it it was more like very technical you know i think they wanted to make like the real movie mm. like probably more what the the pilots, the pilots would wanted have liked. Yeah, yeah like a sim kind of movie and yeah. i can see that you're there you yeah. know you're there on the ship yeah you're you, living it yeah you're living it and you probably yeah. got a hundred dudes who were like so write this part you know yeah, write yeah. about this write about this thing that happens and yeah. write about and they're just like making mm-hmm. this like <laughs> instruction know, manual an instruction manual <laughs> on how to be at top gun school you know <laughs> yeah. then bruckheimer and Simpson are over there doing their thing. They hire Tony Scott. Tony Scott had just directed this Saab commercial, the car maker, Saab. And it was in the early Who? 1980s. Saab? I've cars. never heard of this. Really? Do they exist still? Yeah. S-A-A-B. Well, I don't know if they are still making Saabs. I doubt it. But there is. <laughs> you never heard of Saab? S-A-B-B? S-A-A-B. 
Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen this logo. Yeah, it's I've never defunct. Heard of this. They they stopped making it in 2016. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, these are ugly as shit. Yeah, I can yeah. See they were why. little Swedish cars. Oh man, Swedish. I'm glad they stopped. Yeah, yeah. They stopped uh, doing what they were doing. They probably <laughs> they got like absorbed by somebody. That's all. That's all in automotive history. Cease this. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but back in the 80s, they were rocking. The Saab was still rocking, baby. And, Saab uh, was still rocking. <laughs> <laughs> and this little director, Tony Scott, uh, basically like kind of a fresh face out of film school at the time type of dude. His brother was Ridley, of course. Ridley had just oh, done... Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Scott brothers, Ridley uh. and Tony. Yeah, <laughs> the Scott brothers. And uh, Ridley was becoming big. He had just done Legend with Tom Cruise, Ridley Scott. He had just directed that. Okay, his brother's the one who, like, just died then, right? Like, No, uh, Tony's the guy who just Tony, died. Yeah, Tony's the one yeah. who just died then, yeah. right? Okay, Rest cool. fucking peace. So, but, but this is so this is Tony we're talking about right now. This is Tony we're talking about right now. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy who fucking jumped off a bridge in San Pedro. And no one knows him. why? No one knows why. So... It's very weird. I had no idea this man existed, and uh, Dev, uh, I was uh, it was me and James, one of our friends, hanging out one time, and they brought up there like, yeah, and here like the uh, they said Ridley Scott died, and I freaked the fuck oh, out, yeah. and I found out like you're, they had just had the wrong Scott, a Scott I had never That's heard of, right. and I was I was fucking pissed. It's like, how dare you? <laughs> I make was me pit- believe that I, Ridley Scott is dead. <laughs> I was so sad when it happened with Tony Scott, man. I love Tony Scott, dude. That dude did uh, are, a lot of my favorite movies. Are him and his brother similar style, like, or are they completely different movies? Actually, or? sort of. I mean. Uh, yeah, I w- I would say you could say that they were like similar styles. I mean, you know, he did Beverly Hills Cop 2, Days of Thunder, The Last Boy Scout, True Romance, Crimson Tide, Enemy in the State, Deja Vu, Unstoppable. Right. You know, they're a lot of big big I would say none of these look similar to what I would associate with his brother. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah, maybe not. Because Ridley Scott is such a visually distinct director. Right. Like, it's very visceral. Yeah, All like these- Gladiator and... Yeah. Yeah, and aliens and the work he's doing on uh uh Raised by Wolves and Right. Oh, like, they're making a sequel to Gladiator. What? Gladiator two. Oh my god, dude. We need to cease this. Okay, now <laughs> now stop. Hold on. <laughs> Russell Crowe's too fat now. A script is complete and there'll be a British director's next it'll be the really Scott's next production. Wow. Whoa. All right. Well, All right. Cool. Add more aliens. Gladiator two. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, at the time, Tony Scott was kind of like hot off of uh, film school. He was like, he had done this movie called Hunger about like vampires and shit. Very like art house 80s, you know. But he did this Saab commercial where the Saab is, uh, Saab also made jets. They like jet engines. Mm. And it's one of their jets and a car. The car's on the runway and the jet's above the car, like racing the car. And he was kind of one of the first people to like he was at the time he's he the way he put it was i was the guy who was filming jets at the time like the industry knew him as like he just did this commercial with a fighter jet you know? uh, he was like the dude basically oh uh, yeah. okay and so they were like let's I'm, get this fucking i'm the guy. jet guy i'm the jet guy <laughs> yeah which i love too they were like he did yeah. a a commercial that was 30 seconds long so let's give him a you know two billion dollar movie, movie. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was oh, like, shit. well, that's 30 seconds more than anyone else you're going to find around here. <laughs> I'm the jet guy. I'm the jet guy. They start looking for actors for this thing. Here's who all turned this down. Patrick Swayze, Emilio Estevez, Nicolas Cage, Don Cusack, Matthew Broderick, Sean Penn, Michael J. Fox, Scott Bayo, Tom Hanks, 
all turned down this role. Whoa. Uh, Tom Cruise turned down this role initially. He said no. He was he had just made Legends, and he thought this was like just some bullshit, you know. So yeah, why did everyone turn it down? I think they thought it was a cheese thing, you know. Uh, and they also they read the script and they were like too much volleyball. Yeah, too much volleyball. There was a lot of people also who thought it was kind of like very propaganda. You know, mm. they didn't want to do like glorifying war, right? Type of movie. Yeah. So I don't, don't want to. I got a note on that. This movie is what inspired the creation of the military entertainment complex, Holy which shit. is a real thing. Wow. And it's a Department of Defense's, this is a real division in the Pentagon. It's DOD's Entertainment Media Unit within the Office of the Secretary of Defense at the Pentagon. So that means that any movie or media project that uses uh, resources from the U.S. military that are not available on the open market um, is regulated and has has to like get approval and is under the thumb of this Department of the Pentagon. Wow. Uh, this movie, Brockheimer and, and Simpson were the first to kind of establish this very big relationship between Hollywood and the Pentagon. And the movies after this and, and a couple before, but the movies that you guys would know that are directly related to this are Air Force One, Apollo 13, Armageddon, Batman and Robin, wow. Behind Enemy <sighs> Lines, Black Hawk Down, Deep Impact, Godzilla, oh my God. I Am Legend, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Wow, Iron, both Iron Man 1 and 2, The Jackal, uh, five James Bonds. Oh my God! Jurassic Park three, The Karate Kid Part two, what? King Kong, The Last Action Hero, Silence of the Lambs, Star Trek four, The Voyage Home, oh my God. Transformers, yeah, Transformers, and True Lies, Wonder Woman, and the old school original one. Wins. Brought to you by the United States military. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those I understand. Some yeah. of them I have no idea. Like, what the fuck are they paying for Silence of the Lambs for? <laughs> like, did that movie make you want to join the military? That movie made me want to no, never go outside. No, but they used a military thing in the movie. Oh, right, 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 right. Gotcha. So I guess Any equipment they, they get use. a say on how that's portrayed to make sure they don't use it in a negative mm, way. Like, They're yeah. like, yo, we'll let you use this tank or whatever. It's kind of like uh, how Donald Trump, if you film anything in his buildings, he has to be in it. Oh, you know? right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that uh. is also hilarious. <laughs> uh. Because which, Donald Trump did create Space Force. Which, That's hey, true. I'll, I'll knock the man for a lot of things, but if if I was in that position, I think I'd have the same rule. It's like, yeah, yeah if you want to use my building, I, I want to be in your movie. Yeah. yeah. You can use the building for free, but I, I want to be in a movie. Yeah. It's yeah. and it's actually it's not even that yeah. unusual. There's plenty of producers yeah. who say the same stuff. Yeah, um, uh, a lot of people. <laughs> and then there's plenty of producers that are like, "Fine, we're not going to use your building." <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But they they looked at some other interesting actors too, man. Jim Carrey was considered uh, for a role in this. They wanted Jim up there in a jet. <laughs> they got a, they of course they looked at Rob now, Lowe, Kevin Bacon. That would have been. Yeah. Such a different movie. That would have been <laughs> very funny. Alrighty then. Oh, I guess we're sp- 
spinning this bird around. I've got the need, the need for speed. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, as I mentioned, Charlie Sheen, Charlie desperately, he really wanted to be in this fucking movie. He told Bruckheimer he would do like background for this mm-hmm. movie. Wow! And uh, they didn't let him do it, man. They said wow. he was too young. Uh, but he he did. Pl- Platoon came out this year as well, so yeah. he did fine for himself. Yeah, but know. also it's like that's you say he was eighteen. Yeah, you can be in the military when you're eighteen. It's a flight I, school. I know. And I get that's you the, learn these to fly. Pilots are a little bit, but if you're making it to Top Gun, you're probably making it there by like 24. Oh, you know, okay, you've been like in that. it for a minute. Okay, yeah, yeah. Charlie should have been the dude in the beginning who freaked out. Oh yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, because he's too young. That he's too been young. Great. That would have been fucking awesome, wow. man. Absolutely. Wait, there was literally a character who was too young. That was like the no. Plot it's line? just oh. it's a, the character who freaks out. It would make sense if he was like 18 years old. Oh, you know, okay. if he's like yeah. I agree, yeah. but hey, Charlie did go in to make Hot Shots, which yeah. is literally... Yeah, we're just going to remake it, and we're going to have Hot Shots. <laughs> That's going to be our yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Platoon was uh, this year. So Pl- if like if, if he had so. done Top Gun, he wouldn't have done maybe Platoon. Maybe not. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe not. But uh, uh, John Travolta was also considered for Maverick, but uh, apparently they, they his agent was asking way too much fucking money for him. Mm. Uh, Tom Cruise got a million bucks. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it, for but he was like unknown at the time. Boom, bam, he? boom! Wow! He did fucking uh, he did Scientology and he does <laughs> Legend and then he gets the million dollar contract. So wait, uh, he turned it down at first though. What brought him back to the table? So a million that is dollars. A very good question. <laughs> an eyes an eyes wide shut party. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. So what brought him back was, so he had just done that movie, he had just done Legend with Ridley Scott, and now mm-hmm. Tony Scott's the director here. Tony Scott is like, I really fucking, I want Tom Cruise, the guy who just did your movie, but he said no to me. Uh, Ridley Scott told Tony, send him down to Miramar and put him on one of those fucking jets with those guys and see if he still doesn't want to do this movie. <laughs> so they send him down to Miramar, he does the thing, he does a, a fly around in a jet, and they said he got out of the jet, went to the nearest payphone, and called Jerry Bruckheimer. And was like, "Never mind, I'm doing this." Fucking like it, this thing, this movie turned him into, into Tom, Tom Cruise. It like flipped the switch. Like I really think he didn't know all of this yeah. about himself, and this was like, "Oh my God, I'm this guy." And you he know? Was, I'm this Thank guy. God, I'm this guy, man. Because Tom Cruise, for all of his flaws, is the greatest action, action star, yeah, star yeah. movie he star, got, Hollywood. Yes movies are. He got out of this, he was like, I'm going to learn to ride a motorcycle, I'm going to learn how to jump out planes, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm that guy, pal. He went to a house of motorcycles in El Cajon to learn how to ride for this movie. Like, this is where they they taught him in the parking lot of the shop how to ride a motorcycle. Little baby Tom Cruise. Also, fun fact, not really going that fast when they're having the that shot of him on the motorcycle yeah. on the runway. Yeah. He's he's going pretty slow. He was a newbie. Motorcycle standards. He was a newbie, <laughs> man. And it's funny because well, it was probably for the chase car. With the yeah, for too. sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's funny too that bike that he was on. I don't know. I didn't even. I don't know bikes well, but he was on like the fastest production bike out at the time. That was what he rode for the movie. Mm. Uh, you know, they'll like a street racing bike yeah. without a helmet, mind you. When there's a helmet law in California, <laughs> a, a quick aside did you guys see the trailer for the new Mission Impossible movie? Yeah, oh, yeah, Th- that the scene where he rides a motorcycle off the cliff at the end. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, oh. no, I haven't seen any of these trailers oh. for this movie. Yeah, I haven't seen the trailer. <laughs> Well, that's what we're gonna do after. Well, it's, it's real, and he actually did it. Oh my! <laughs> he jumped God. a motorcycle off of a mountain cliff Jesus, and dude. parachuted to the ground. Good lord! <laughs> but that's nothing for somebody who's ridden on the side of a fucking plane yeah. and 
piloted his own helicopter doing this spin oh move God. while it's fake crashing. Climb the tallest like, the man building. Is a superhero. He like climbed the tallest building in the world if, or some shit. For oh, Mission for, Impossible. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like broke his ankle. They are working with SpaceX right now to film the first ever movie. That's in space. right. God That's fucking right. speed. Tom Cruise, go for That's it. Right. I forgot about Let's that. Go. Here's my question. Uh, God forbid this happen anytime soon, but if the man dies doing some crazy shit, who's the next Tom Cruise? Oh, they will never let They're, anyone it, do it, it ever this again. This is the last breed. Yeah. This is the last. Well, Tom Cruise is like the last Tom Cruise. I, I don't even think you could negotiate to be able to do your own stunts yeah. in that capacity anymore. I, it goes, but if he dies, they are never letting a known no. actor do a stunt ever again. It goes like, like begins with like Harold Lloyd and Buster Keaton. Yeah. Ends with Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't. I, I, well, I believe there's guys out there right now who yeah. want to. I just don't think the studio would ever right. let a new actor do that. I, he, it's, it's too dangerous. There's so much new tech with AI and CGI that they're not going to need right. to. Yeah. And they're going to be like, why, why are we, we going to take that risk? We can just yeah. make this by, in the computer. I think, and he did a thing where I know like his own production company handles his insurance, which is right. more than likely astronomical. Yeah. You know? mean, Jackie Chan could Yeah. But he's so we, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like any anyone old. who has come up doing their own stunts still can. I'm talking about but flying a, like, fighter jets, like a brand new motorcycles, yeah. jumping out of planes, fucking yeah, you know, like the all around action guy in real life who yeah. does the practical Dude, effects. The Rock could do it, but he won't want yeah, to. No? Exactly, the Rock. Could. He's got. I think oh, he's yeah. softened up. He's too yeah. rich and too. I mean, Tom yeah. Cruise is rich, but yeah. also this is what he does. Yeah, you know? I mean, but like if. If Miles Teller wants to go to his next movie Miles and be Teller like, might. well, I, I think if he goes to his next movie, he's like, I want to do my own stunts. They're going to be like, no, that's yeah, only probably. works because Tom Cruise yeah. said we had to. Yeah. Like, we well, are not letting you. Jason Statham, maybe. Yeah. What? Jason Statham. Jason but Statham. Yeah, these are all maybe. old actors, though. I'm saying like a yeah. new person, someone who's starting now who wants to do their own stunts. I don't think a studio will let you do it. Right. Because you'd have to. For one, Tom Cruise was also in the era where like. He started doing this before it got way strict. Yeah. And like Miles Teller does suffer from being an actor now who's mm -hmm. famous, who like nowadays we don't let people do this shit. Right, exactly. Know? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I think you only get to do that if you're in a movie of Tom Cruise. He would just or, have like, to make know, his own hundred million dollar production company yeah, yeah, and yeah, do yeah. all of his own shit. Yeah, like, but it's like you But know. it's gotta be it's not and we're not talking uh, Godspeed and all the respect in the world mm -hmm. to like fight stunt guys. Yeah. I mean, I believe you all deserve Oscars and yeah. it's crazy, but this level of stunt, yeah. this like mm -hmm. spectacular, yeah. you know, these like hanging off of planes. I, and, I like, think the closest anyone gets now is um, uh, Tom Holland gets to do his own flips in Spider Man. Right, I think that's the, right. I think that's the most that's about you can as, do. as big as it gets. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You can do the real backflip. That's that's it. <laughs> Well, thank God we still got Tom Cruise, man. We're, we're living in a good era when Tom's yeah. still around. Yeah, and he's never gonna die. Nope. So he has he signed the deal with Zunu or whatever. <laughs> there's there's so many young children that have been bled out for him to continue living. It'd be a shame. Hey, Dude, as long as we get Tom on my screen, yeah. I don't care how it happens. Hey, were those kids gonna do their own stunts? Exactly. I don't think so. Are they as important as Tom Cruise? We'll never know. Now we'll. <laughs> and this was kind of the going thing for a lot of people who didn't want to do the movie. They're like, okay, you think you don't want to do Top Gun, but let's bring you down to Miramar and see, like, mm -hmm. by the time you leave, if you still don't want to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was, it was like everybody they would bring down there was like, oh shit. So why'd they do that with Tom? 
Cruise. Why not the 15 other actors you They named? did. They did it with all of them, but oh, also okay. the other actors didn't say no. Uh, Val Kilmer did, though. Val Kilmer said no at first because he was like, you know, Juilliard guy. Like, mm-hmm. Val Kilmer wanted to be like a fucking uh, Robert De Niro or something. Well, no, but I'm saying like all the other leads that you had mentioned before, like Nicolas Cage. And, oh, and... I, a lot of them said no for the same reason. It's a cheesy script. I don't get right, it. Right, but they didn't They didn't do the, we'll go down and fly in a jet yeah, and see if you like it because first. Because well, it was Ridley. And... I mean, Nick Cage is too fucking tall to be a yeah, for sure. fighter yeah. jet too, man. I don't know if he physically could have <laughs> No, done and it's because Tom had just in the movie with Ridley. That oh, was how it was like. So he had the uh, yeah, negotiation they had, power. Yeah. They, they so were friends. So they'd be like, yeah. out of the list, we're going to ask all these people first, and then everybody says no, so let's go back to the right. list. Now, out of everyone on the list, let's tell Tom to go down there yeah. first. Yeah, because like, he would probably say yes. He went down yeah. there probably was, first. Yeah, and said Tony yes. literally probably told Ridley, like, yeah, I asked Tom Cruise, and he said no. And Ridley was like, wait a minute. He's like, I'll call him. <laughs> I know you him. Know. I, know I know Tom. He's I, know like, Tom. I just did Legend with him. He, we there, can... there, there's this thing in the back. When I look him in the eyes, I can see that there's a screw loose in the <laughs> yeah, back of his head. somewhere. And I, I think a jet's going to oh rattle that God. thing all the way off. They were, like, playing with the fates. They <laughs> yeah. had no idea. They were like, like, I want to rattle that screw all yeah, the way yeah, off. Yeah, just yeah. throw him in a jet. That man is the type of guy who's going to jump off of cliffs one day. Like, you don't <laughs> mark my fucking words. We just got to give him the bug. Mock my words. That scene I'll call from Tom. that scene from Entourage where Vinny does that with that one jump scene or whatever, and now he's just an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that, that shit's real, man. That shit is real. It's like, and then, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, maybe that's what we need to do with Drake. Maybe we need to take you down to Miramar, fly you around in an F fourteen, man. Like I fucking love pilots. I love planes. I love planes, bro. But there is a place uh, between Tampa and Orlando. It's a, it's like around Lakeland, Drake, mm-hmm. and it's a a, a a laser tag in World War Two P fifty one. Oh my god! So you, so you go up the. You have a instructor in front of you flying, and they, like, take off. They give you, like, basic flight instructions for, like, two hours before. And then you're up in these P-51s with your friend, and you do dogfight, and it's all laser tech. And, like, the pilots are there to, like, regain control if something fucks up what? or whatever. But you are in the back actually flying and what shooting at your buddy in another fucking World War II Florida. aircraft. Only yeah, in Florida. It's, Florida, y'all are wild. Fucking I love dope. it. Hell fucking yeah. Vegas ain't got shit <laughs> How much does that cost? Not, even much, <laughs> Not as much as you think. <laughs> yeah. It's like the cost of going skydiving or that something. Is that <laughs> wow, is fucking America. That is fucking America. We'll put That's you up in these World War II plays that shoot at each other. That's like, dude, go to Vegas. You can literally shoot a fucking rocket launcher oh, in yeah, Vegas. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I shot machine guns in Vegas. Yeah. And also, not as... It was pretty expensive, let's be honest. But not <laughs> as expensive as you would think. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is right around the time where the producers, old, old cokehead Ron Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer... <laughs> by the way, so, <laughs> Dev, I was just telling Drake a little tidbit outside... Ron Simpson, one thing that he was known for was he would do a bunch of cocaine all the time. Everybody knew that. And he would fly into rages. He was very, like, you know, uh, what are you, tumultuous. And uh, But he was constantly working out. He was always, like, he was fucking, like, jacked, like, ripped, this dude. And he was always, like, curling something or doing some push-ups. You know, he'd be, like, in a meeting, and he would just break out and do some fucking push-ups and some sit-ups. 
very in shape guy. Very crazy man. Very crazy man. Not according to him. He said he was fine. But uh, everybody just break out and do pushups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody around him was like, I don't think you're fine, Ryan. Was he good at his job? Like, how did he, I how mean, did a man was, like this make the ranks? He was fucking good. He was brutal. That was the thing. Mm. He was brutal in the 80s, and that actually did get you places. Mm. You know, he was just very, like, he was. He was a uh, he was a dude who was going forward with whatever it was he wanted to do, no matter what. <laughs> there was a lot of cocaine involved. Uh, he actually wasn't on set very much of Top Gun because they had an intervention for him, and he wound up going to rehab for <laughs> while Top Gun was going on. <laughs> That's hysterical. Before they started filming, they this is where the assistance of the U.S. Navy gets involved in the production of this film. Uh, the Navy was, you know, like we were talking about earlier, they had final cut of the script. And so there were a lot of changes being made to the script when the Navy got involved. Uh, first off, it was called Top Guns originally, like the article in the, news, in the magazine. They were literally just going to take the title from that. Uh, and the Navy said, no, it's got to be Top Gun. That's like the term. Like, uh, it's okay. not Top Guns. It's Top Gun. Okay. You know? And again, it's not even an official term. Top Gun was literally just like a... You know, yeah, just a like slang, slang yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. they wanted it called Top Gun, so that's fine. Uh, Dev, they also changed the death of Goose, man. The the original death of Goose was different. Uh, the, oh, the, uh, uh, old Guzman dies. Old Goose, man. Yeah, spoiler alert yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen it. I but that sure. literally is like a big part of everyone knows. You know, okay, Goose dies. That's oh, like okay. that's Top Gun one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, uh, is that is that where that line in the trailer for the second one comes from? Where Miles Teller is like, like you trained my dad or whatever the yeah. fuck, or like yeah, you yeah, had yeah, my dad's yeah. back. Yeah, uh, okay, exactly. So this is Goose Goose Junior. Yeah, Goose Baby Jr. Goose that was his co-pilot. Oh, yeah, okay. Was, so Miles Teller's Baby Goose. Yeah, Baby okay. Goose. He's right. he's a little <laughs> gosling. He's a little. In the original script, though, Goose dies in a mid-air collision with another jet. And the Navy was like, absolutely not. You you don't show that. Don't do that. You know why? I, it's one of those things. They just had certain things. Are they like because you're gonna have to actually crash one of our well, jets? And we would prefer if you yeah, didn't. I'm sure they're like, we're not gonna ram these hundred million dollar aircraft into each other for your fucking yeah. movie. And, <laughs> and also, we want these little 18 year olds to join the Navy when they uh, when this movie comes out and yeah. you showing them crashing into each other in the air is probably going to have a few of them second guessing. Right. You know? Yeah. So they had to spin it as like a freak. Yeah. Accident. Yeah. It was like this freak accident where he like lost control and fucking goes down and I don't want to spoil the whole thing. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> well, uh, lucky. No, I, what, what do you mean? It's four yeah, years yeah, ago. no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> and the thing that happens to Goose in the movie actually was based. So they were like, we need an- another death for Goose. And old Viper Predigrew, who was in the room, uh, he had plenty of stories of dudes who died. <laughs> he was like, well, I know a lot of real guys. <laughs> I could just tell you a real story of a dude that I watched die. And they used that for Goose. It was based on like a real thing that he saw mm. happen. Um, a freak accident that never happened to anybody except for some people in real life, you know. <laughs> so, Drake, I'm just going to tell you because yes, this is yeah. dumb. Uh, they, the, to not tell you, the Goose and Mavericks jet crossed the 
jet stream of another fighter jet accidentally and then it went into a stall which means it like by having this hot air come and they cross this jet stream so close their air intake couldn't fucking work so the engines like shut off and they just went into like this flat spin where the plane was like not going a forward direction it was going like spinning like in circles kind of thing and when they ejected there was a problem with them ejecting and maverick sitting up front made it out but Goose, who was in the back, ejected into the canopy and broke like his neck, hitting it on the glass of the canopy. Mm. So that they both parachuted down and like you see Maverick like swimming over to him and he like looks at him and he's all like fucked up and bloody and stuff. And that's where we figure out he's dead. But that is a big part of the lore because like, again, like his dad apparently word on the street was like his dad got a bunch of people right. killed and then now this and then like, you know, it's kind of a big uh, thing with the character. Okay. Again, there's multiple times during this movie where it'd be like, sorry, you're no longer in Top Gun. Oh, you know? uh, like, right. <laughs> the whole reason he gets into Top Gun yeah. would have probably gotten him kicked out of the Navy in the first place. Right, yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. like multiple times in this movie where I don't think you, I think you'd be kicked out by this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's your... Top uh, Gun. Hey, top Gun. Here's your shit. Get off of our boat. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and there were there were a few things like this. They were they had like they wrote goose. They were like, all right, well, let's just have him like crash on the deck of an aircraft carrier. <laughs> and again, they were like, no, you know, you're not gonna do that either. Uh, yeah. It's gotta no, be the tree's not. fault. We're not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be the tree's fault. Yeah. Well, we're gonna be like, first of all, you gotta do something up in the air where no planes right. are destroyed. <laughs> like, so we're not destroying a plane. You can build your set, and like when you see. The shot in the film, it's like a close-up of the cockpit cockpit from outside of right. the airplane. And, like, you can clearly tell that, like, this is on a set because it's only, like, this one little section. And, like, it's very, like, you know, you don't see the whole plane or whatever. So, I'm sure it was, like, yo, you can't damage any of our equipment. We'll let you use it and we'll fly you around and everything. But, like, we're not going to, like, fuck things up. And fun fact, too, there were only as many times as you see missile launches in the movie. There was only two times when the U.S. Navy actually fired missiles, so it's always a repeat of those firings or it's stock footage. There's a lot of repeat of footage in this movie that they just cut differently because it was too expensive. Dude, those missiles are like millions of dollars a piece, and even though they're like, don't have warheads on them, to fire a fucking missile is... Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fun to watch. If you go see, there's a lot of behind the scenes of them making it, and uh, when they were using, they were using models. You know, they got mm-hmm. model planes. They're like five feet mm-hmm. by like six feet, and they're literally like firing like little fireworks at them and shit. You know, like to get, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 fun to watch them do the do the heavy shit like that. If you really want to be the Top Gun, go out and buy the next things that you're about to hear. <laughs> Hey, are you enjoying this episode? Well, if you made it halfway, I'm assuming that you are. And if you're enjoying this, you might also enjoy the content that we have on our Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it is a platform where you can directly support the creators that you love. And if you just go on patreon.com slash filmhistory, the history of film, or just type us into the, the Patreon search bar, you should find us. Same logo and everything. And check out some of the tiers that we have and how you could further support the podcast. Uh, we have exclusive shows on there that you won't find anywhere else specifically 
for our Patreon subscribers. You can start for as little as $3 a month, and we have a couple different tiers to accommodate a variety of different budgets. Uh, at the $5 tier, you get our outtakes compilation, which is a collection of some of the best highlights that simply don't make it into the regular episodes, whether it's just too off-topic or sometimes there are jokes that are just a little too edgy for, for this show, I think, uh, and all that stuff goes into the uh, outtakes compilation. Uh, we also, at the $10 tier, provide a just extra piece of content. Um, in the month of April, these were uh, a special report on Ezra Miller, uh, an industry roundtable on Giant Depths and the Oscars, uh, and uh, just a variety of other things. Sometimes it could be an episode of History of Everything. Uh, in the month of May, it was a Conversations of Friends, where we did a little bit of a behind the scenes of uh, a little bit of how the show comes together, as well as talk about some of our favorite stories from being extras on film sets here in Los Angeles. Uh, it's always something different at the $10 tier, but uh, it's always going to be something that we're proud of and that we think the fans are going to enjoy. And then at the $15 tier, you get an episode of Game History. April's episode was on the origins of video games and the very first game ever made and how it kind of became an entertainment medium. And then May's episode was on Grand Theft Auto and the origins of Rockstar Games. So if any of that interests you, please go take a look. Uh, link is in the bio of our Instagram at Film History, the History of Film, as well as the bio of our Twitter uh, at Film History at FHHF Official. <laughs> Uh, check it out. Um, I also put a link to the Patreon in the description of this episode. So whatever podcast platform you're looking, you're listening to this on, you should be able to find it. Anyway, uh, without further ado, back to the episode. But uh, check out the Patreon. Just just give it a read. See if anything interests you. Oh wow, that sounds like that might have been an ad for a Patreon. You should subscribe to. Yeah, I, I bet sure, it was. I sure hope they do. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna order it on VHS tomorrow. <laughs> For twenty six ninety five. So one of the things that changes the script, as Deb and I were mentioning earlier, uh, so they had this character initially. You got to have Maverick's love interest. You know, mm -hmm. he's this young hot pilot. He's got to fuck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so Maverick's love interest initially was like a, a aerobics instructor, like a local like Miramar aerobics instructor that he falls in love with. Okay. But the writers are down there on the aircraft carrier writing the script, and they meet this lady. So this Charlie character in the movie is uh, based on the real-life lady that they meet. Her name was Christine Fox. Her call sign was Legs. I shit you not. <laughs> okay. But like with the last name Fox. Yes, like, yes. Her last name was... What a fucking call sign name, <laughs> Her too. name was yeah. Legs Fox. In real life. In real life. <laughs> Christine Legs Fox. She was a civilian mathematician employed by the Center for Naval Analysis as a specialist in maritime air superiority, or MAS. And she developed tactics for aircraft carrier defense. That was like as a civilian yeah. for the Navy. Uh, she actually eventually rose through the ranks at the Pentagon, retiring in May 2014 as acting deputy secretary of defense, the highest post ever held by a woman at the Department of Defense. Whoa, holy shit. And she was this real lady, and she wore high yeah. heels on an aircraft carrier. That was like <laughs> what she was famous for. They said like you could hear her like coming because you could hear the heels. You Whoa. Know? Yeah. 
And then after that, she worked as the assistant director for the John Hopkins University Applied Physics Laboratory. Jeez. So that's where they're making nuclear, nuclear oh bombs and, and reactors and shit. And then she's also served on the board of United States Naval Academy, the Woods Hole Oceano Oceanographic Institute, and the Council on Foreign Jesus. Relations. Eyes wide shut. Yeah. <laughs> All those people were there. Whoa. I found a cool article written about her actually people magazine did a write-up on her when top gun came out and they were like just to let you know this lady's real and she's actually hot you know and uh <laughs> so the article says when the fighter pilots at miramount naval air station in san diego hear the sound they snap to full alert yeah they do click radar operators close their eyes and just listen knowing precisely what is coming their way click click High heels in the hallway, softer than a sonic boom, less penetrating than an F-14 afterburner. Again, penetrating. They know what they're doing here. The footsteps of six-foot-tall Christine Fox. She was six feet tall. Whoa. Or she still is. <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> the footsteps of six-feet-tall Christine Fox nevertheless carry the impact of a preemptive strike. They always know when I'm coming, she says with a sigh, because I'm one of the few people around here whose heels click. <laughs> she makes her living developing tactics for the defense of aircraft carriers, and she is about to be immortalized, or at least fictionalized. Paramount Pictures is currently filming Top Gun, a drama about the Navy's most advanced jet fighter weapon school, which is located at Miramar. Tom Cruise plays a hot pilot, and Kelly McGillis plays the tall, beautiful civilian who lectures him and other fighter pilots on enemy aircraft, which is a reasonable approximation to what Fox really does. Whoa. Yeah. And that's cool. It gives it some authenticity. And it's cool in the movie, too. I, I do kind of love the cheesy setup that they have for her because he's at, they go to the bar. They're like new to Top Gun. Mm. They go to the local bar in San Diego and uh, they're just like looking for chicks. You know, mm -hmm. they're just like, he literally, the line that Tom Cruise says is, this is what I like to call a target rich environment. <laughs> like they're going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The one-liners are like they the best really part. are. Oh my like God. fuck the action plane yes. scenes. The one-liners. The one-liners are, are the best in this. And so he approaches her at the bar. He thinks she's just like a, a hot local San Diego girl at the bar, and he's he's trying to pick her up. Blah blah blah. Anyway. The next day, they're back in school, and she fucking shows up as their instructor. He's like, oh, no. Like, the lady that I was, like, a pig to last night is our instructor now. You know? It's pretty cool. This is, like, the That's iconic funny. scene, too. I don't know. You've probably seen it parodied in comedy and stuff, but they, uh, the guys, the, the pilots in the bar... Uh, start to pick up girls. They have like a bit that they do all together and everybody knows about it. So he like, after he tries this one line on, on Christina Fox's character or whatever, um, on Charlie, uh, he goes and he goes, Goose, I think uh, she's lost that love. Oh, and yeah. And he's like, no, no, he, damn it. I hate it when she does that. And then they go and they like stop the music in the bar and Tom Cruise starts singing She's lost that love and fear. And then all the other pilots in the bar, all the guys join yeah. together and start singing. Like and it's her. like, all right, now you can have a drink with me. <laughs> it comes in next to me. And everybody goes, whoa, yeah, we got She's it. like, as long as you and your pilot buddies don't try to pass me around right now, you can come have a drink. 
and I'm out. I have noticed this movie. Damn it! No, come on, that Greg. was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You gotta see it. it you gotta see I it. I did a piss poor job of explaining it. It is the greatest thing. It's How dare the you? best. It's oh the fucking best. A lot of lot of cool lines came out of this movie. <laughs> Are they this cool? Is, this is what I call a target rich environment. Uh, are they cool? <laughs> so oh. anyway, I hit the brakes and it'll fly right by. That's iconic. Everybody knows that. Oh now, man! Or Drake. what was it? Take me to bed or lose me forever. That was another one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta say it. All the while, like the cheesiest music you've ever heard. And I don't doubt it. We forgot to mention Goose's wife in this. Is yes, Meg Ryan. yeah, Meg Ryan it was Goose's wife in this. And do, do you know who Meg Ryan is? Right. No. <laughs> no way. Are you guys oh, talking about the hit movie never... The Meg released <laughs> in 2018? Movie, by the way, but no, no. You never saw like You've Got Mail. You've Got Mail. Uh, well, or, or uh, Sleepless in Seattle for that instance. Both of those. No, hell no. He hasn't seen no, Sleepless no, in no. Seattle. What are you oh, fucking man. You've Got Mail's a movie? Yes. Oh, man. Well, that's this was back in the email days when people would actually. Tom Cruise and Meg Ryan, 90s oh, movie. Oh, wait. Which one was that? Uh... that? You've Got Mail. Oh, that was Tom Hanks. Oh, no, Tom yeah. Cruise, Tom <laughs> I was Hanks. like, wait a minute, oh, yeah, tell me about bad. this Tom Cruise Meg Ryan movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh, that's my bad. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at the movie mode. she's been in, I've not oh. seen a single one of these. Oh, man. Um, I never thought about somebody who maybe doesn't know who Meg Ryan is. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I don't know if I've ever heard. When Harry Met Sally yeah. is like her big breakout, yeah. but, you know, in the Doors movie. She was. She was also great. She's been like paired with Tom Hanks yeah. in a lot of stuff. Uh, she doesn't even it's look, like they're like on screen partners, like Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore she kind of thing. The, she was like the you know cute hot nineties. It was like how we had all the floppy haired boys. She was kind of like a floppy haired girl. Oh, okay, you know? I see. Yeah, yeah. The pixie cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all we were um, all about it. We yeah, were all I, about some Meg Ryan. She didn't. I, I she didn't look familiar. I, <laughs> I, I've never. I couldn't pick her out of a lineup. Well, anyway, she's in this movie. Okay, uh, good for her. <laughs> she's Goose's wife. <laughs> they get the script together. The Navy signs off on it. They've got this uh, Charlie character all in the bag. They've got the script going. Uh, Don Simpson, they send this thing to him. You know, they're still in San Diego. They send off this script to Don Simpson. Don Simpson, according to his own words, he said, I will kill someone to get this ma movie made. And he said, I was so excited that halfway through the script, I threw it against a wall. <laughs> this man just fucking is nuts, dude. And it, it, he says, this is a thing, so it's about to be a thing. Um, <laughs> Don Simpson wants this done, and it's going to be done, god damn it. Damn. So, now it's time to film this bitch. Imagine reading something and being like, "Whoa!" and throwing it, throwing it against the wall. Cocaine. I don't know if I believe that. Da -da 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 -da. Oh, I believe it. I've seen plenty of cokeheads. <laughs> I can see that definitely happening. He's probably also so frustrated. He's like, I'm so coked out and I got to read the rest of this script. I just want to do it. I just want to make the movie. I just want to see flames go boom. <laughs> Man. Cocaine was a hell of a drug. The good old eighties. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're having a big resurgence these days, man. It's the eighties all over again out of here. The Navy signs off. They're going to go down and make this movie. So everybody heads down to San Diego. The whole everybody: Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, all of them. You know, Jerry Bruckheimer, Don. They drive Simpson. three hours south. Yeah, they drive three hours south to San Diego. Uh, they 
get put in a in a, in a resort basically in San Diego that a lot of people know, uh, the Bahia Resort Hotel. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking paradise in San Diego, <laughs> like on the beach basically. Okay. And pretty much right off the bat, it was a party. Like it was the culture around this movie. Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson actually encouraged them. They would buy supplies for them to party three times a week because they wanted them to, for one, just party and just become buds and become like... Some actual friends. Yeah, like Bond. But also they wanted them to party with fighter pilots to see how fighter pilots partied. And uh, fighter pilots fucking partied. Oh. Like, no holds barred. You can imagine the type, you know, the type <laughs> of dude who is a fighter pilot, uh, is also very much very much keen to party pretty hard. But if they if they have to maintain that level of physique, can I you know. really drink that hard? Early 20s, brother. Early 20s. <laughs> and just... They're also, like, you know, about to possibly yeah, die yeah, every like day. every day. You yeah. know what I mean? They're on the precipice, like, we're waiting for war to just yeah. pop off, A. And B, even if not, we could just have a Absolutely. malfunction and just mm-hmm. fucking crash and die. So, yeah, like, go on. live like there's Yeah, no like, tomorrow. going to this school is dangerous as shit. Like, mm. there's a good possibility you could die here. You right, know, yeah. you're, you're pushing these war machines to the limit. Like, you're fucking, you are the top gun, baby. And sometimes, like I said, a lot of it was so uh, unorthodox, the shit that they were doing with these jets. It's like, it really is dangerous. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's what you're doing is not great. So these guys would let loose at the okay. bar, uh, for sure. And they're, you know, they're shooting top gun and it's just like movie stars mixing with fighter pilots at this fucking Bahia resort in San Diego is basically what it is. And they were getting hammered. They're uh, riding motorcycles through the hallways of the hotel naked. That was like something that they would do. They would like ride to each other's rooms on motorcycles and like, <laughs> hey man, like time to fucking do another line, do what? another shot. Why did they have to be naked? Because, man. <laughs> did you see these guys? <laughs> if, I, if I looked like these guys, I would never wear clothes. You know, I would be a nudist. <laughs> they were fucking tan, ripped, and in San Diego. And again, uh, I just have to emphasize the one half of them was fighter pilots in the top school in the world and the other half were millionaire movie stars like that's the type of party we're talking about here and it's this it's also a college town so they're just like wrecking shit in the bars they're just like bringing back like droves of humans to like just plow through you know every night <laughs> it's fucking it's paradise every elevator girl is every, pregnant yes I, I wrote that in the notes it's like the time in Texas when they did fucking wings and everybody wound up pregnant that's what's going on here in San Diego for Top Gun and it's just fucking it's like it's and uh, some of the dudes were fucking each other they said absolutely like some of this cast was definitely fucking each other you know they are actors at the end of the day let's let's face it um, those, those volleyball they need to sell the volleyball scene <laughs> and it was it's funny because when they got there Val Kilmer Tom Cruise and Anthony Edwards all got a separate hotel room in La Jolla when they first got there because their characters were like for one they're like the main three but also Tom and Val wanted to have they were like Tom wasn't really part of the group in the movie he's like an outlier so he didn't want to like bond with the group too much Okay, uh, but Val Kilmer saw what was going on, and he's like, "No, fuck this! I'm going to their hotel. It's a lot more fun over there." And Goose did too. I think Anthony Edwards also like they they went to the parties. Apparently, Tom Cruise didn't party much. 
this but this this track. Fun fact: Anthony oh, didn't really want to cut you off, but hold on, Anthony Edwards. I didn't know this, but he's the guy. He's one of the not the lead, but the secondary lead in Revenge oh, of the shit, Nerds. Oh shit! Really? Bro. Wow. Yeah, and he's also been on ER as Dr. Mark Green That's in his right. older years. I didn't recognize him, but then I looked up his stuff and I was but you recognize him as the guy not you know, not the guy who's like <laughs> from Revenge of the Nerds, but the other one, the tall dude. Man, with I wasn't a big Revenge of the Nerds guy, I gotta be honest. Well, there you go. Fun, Fun fact. fact. <laughs> this yeah. this tracks is I was actually gonna ask. I was like, well, what if we just established that Tom Cruise is in Scientology, like yeah. doesn't really party and stuff that like it was like was that always been true? It looks like it had it was. I think yeah, I don't think he was a big and plus uh they did talk about it, and he talks about this a lot. It was fucking it was a lot of pressure. Like mm-hmm. this was he he was a star by now, mm-hmm. like Legends was big, he was big in that, but this is like the first big fucking. This is one of the reasons he said he initially said no. He was like, I don't know if I'm ready to basically star in like a Marvel film. Type yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you're going to be carrying a huge budget Paramount yeah. blockbuster, mm-hmm. and it's all it's you, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I think he also was a little bit more focused, a little yeah. bit more like I can't show up hang hungover tomorrow, right? You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a lot more scenes than everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's the whole movie while he's off doing his like shit with Kelly McGillis or whatever, they're fucking getting hammered. Right, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but the cocaine train just came into the station. <laughs> yeah, but dude, they were paying for these guys to party. Like, That's so fucking cool. They said three days cool. a week they wanted them to party at this That's resort so with these fighter cool. pilots. That's so fucking What man. a refreshing change of pace that yeah. your producer being like, do not fucking party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don Simpson, he brought this van that uh, he lost his virginity in. He's kept it from the time he was a teenager, and he still had it, and he would use it as a production van, like for transpo and stuff. And they, Val Kilmer and some of the other guys would steal the van on Friday night, go down to fucking Mexico, and have another party down in Mexico. In they Tijuana. all they all just got paid huge, yeah, you know. Yeah, yes. And they would they said they would load the van down with beer to the point where it was like the you know like on the on the fucking frame going to Mexico, and just get hammered and literally. Be back just in time for call time on Monday. That's so fucking <laughs> funny. They would, they're like sweating booze and, yeah. and Mexican sex workers and whatever <laughs> while they're going up in fucking fighter jets. You know, it's, it sounds like a nightmare. There's a lot of vomit involved. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That sounds. Uh, which, which kind of makes sense for. Remember that one line where he, Maverick, walks up to the other pilot in the classroom and he's like, Slider? You stink. <laughs> like, he's probably like, you stink of yeah, fucking booze on yeah. set. I mean, that was you stink of tequila from fucking just rolling in from Mexico. <laughs> that's why I. That sounds like hell. Like getting <laughs> being hungover in a jet. Yes. Oh, kill me now. I, yeah. Could I be the the one that dies in the scene? Can you eject dude. me into a tree? <laughs> like, just like I mean, I, imagine a roller coaster times ten. Can you with crash a into this other plane yeah, and end crash. it for all of? <laughs> just film the real thing I'll give you the real goose <laughs> right now I mean all those other pilots are not really in the right, gym that right. much like we don't see mm. them that much like even Val Kimmler's Iceman is only in it a couple times so everybody's only in it a couple times most of that is them like in a classroom and like right. in the locker room and like around base and like yeah. shit like that Yeah, and all the while all the while this partying's going on 
this is when you know the Navy they had made several aircraft from F-14 Fighter Squadron, VF-51 Screaming Eagles available for the film. And so now we're mixing, like like I said, just drunk movie stars and just really, really expensive, uh, deadly fighter jets. Uh, Paramount paid as much as... What, what could go wrong? wrong? Nothing here could go wrong. <laughs> Paramount paid as much as $7,800 per hour for fuel and other operating costs. And when you run that through the old inflation calculator, that is $20,000 an hour <laughs> to run these fucking jets. Uh, Holy shit. All said and done, though, it said the Pentagon, basically the bill at the end of it was like $2 million, which, you know. That's it? Yeah. It, it was pretty cheap. Yeah, I mean, what they were doing, so this aircraft carrier, the Enterprise, and all of these jets that you're seeing in the movie, when you would see them just do, like, takeoffs and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that is because this was still an active aircraft carrier. Right. Still, so they were doing that shit anyway. Yeah, they're they're in... They're, the Top Gun school is not shutting down because they want to film a movie here. Right, you know? yeah. So they're doing all that shit anyway. So when they could just get stuff for almost, like, B-roll, they mm-hmm. would. You know, oh, they would get cool. the people taking off, the real shit. So yeah. a lot of the shit that you're seeing... And yeah. apparently it was real shit, too. They were like, uh, one of the actors would ask, like, oh, where are you guys going? And he's like, we can't tell you that. You oh. Know? He's like, this, a lot of this shit is actually classified. Cool. Like, you guys are pretending to be us. We're still really us. We're still really yeah. us. <laughs> we can't tell you that. We can't tell you anything that's going on around here. I'm sorry. And, uh, <laughs> anyway. We're going to chase some UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so when they would need a flyby, it would cost you know, it cost mm. you twenty grand for an hour yeah. if you need to take off. And they would they have like a carousel of these jets that just sort of rotate throughout, you mm. know, whenever they need stuff done. And so yeah. if one's not being used, yeah, pay us twenty grand an hour and you can take it up for a shot. Right. You know? Yeah, okay. Uh, or not you, one of yeah. our guys. <laughs> not you. One so of th- they didn't let any of them actually fly the plane. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. No. That was uh that but was in all... the new one, Tom Cruise is actually flying the yeah. plane, right? Yeah. Whoa. Yep. What a <laughs> yep. Yep. Just he's the only one actually flying. Fucking dropped his dick on the table. I mean the man the world is his dick. Like we are all. But he owns a fighter pilot. Like yeah. he owns a P fifty one Mustang. I think it's out of Burbank Airport, but it might yeah. be somewhere else in the valley. He owns like oh, I don't know, two prop planes and an actual jet. And I think yeah. it's like the same model jet that Chuck Yeager flew to break the sound barrier. Yeah, like he's one the, of those older single engine like nineteen sixties right. or seventies jet. That's and that's the one wild. he did the James Corden thing in. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. He takes James Corden in that thing. That's and wild. It's nuts, dude. They just fucking are like going light speed. <laughs> so not only did it cost money to fly the planes, but it cost money to maneuver the ship. Oh yeah, tell that story, Deb. So, like, this is one thing I knew because I was just, like, a fan of ships and stuff. Um, When they wanted a specific lighting for shots of, like, taking off and landing or something, and they wanted and it's iconic shot in the movie of, like, the sun going down and everything being backlit and kind of, like, in silhouette and stuff. And they, they, the course of the aircraft carrier changed, it changed direction during, while they were shooting. And Scott was like, no, no, no. I need the light in the background. And the guy's like, well, it's going to cost you like a shit ton of money, whatever it is. It's tens of thousands of dollars to turn. How much? 25000 There you go. In that money. Yeah. And during <laughs> then, and then he, he was like, fine, change the fucking course. And like wrote him a check right there. So he yeah. could record for like another short, like, you know, whatever, 10, 20 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Tony Scott was, he said he was up in a, he was doing like a crane shot. 
And uh, he was up there, and somebody went down and like to his bunk, got his checkbook, and came back and ran it all the way up to him, and he wrote a check from his personal bank account for $25,000. He's like, now turn the fucking shit. Be <laughs> my backlight. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I did the old inflation calculator that is $65,000. Holy out shit. Out of his own money for, for a shot. One shot. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> That's wild. That's tax write-off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this was this was also, you know, more Tony Scott stories. This was where, during a break in the filming of the hangar scene, a group of Navy officers being used as extras uh, they approached him and complained about the unrealistic collection of patches on their flight suits. They're like, this isn't, we wouldn't be wearing these patches. And this was his quote, and he would use this often. I, I had it a little bit wrong. He said, we're not making this movie for Navy fighter pilots. We're making it for Kansas wheat farmers who don't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> wheat farmers. Wheat farmers. <laughs> and you still hear about uh, this. You still hear uh, about, like, even to this day, people will say, like, well, people in the Midwest will get it. You know? Right, yeah. Like, the Midwest is who we're selling it to. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And which which makes sense. Although I, I don't see what would have been so difficult about putting the correct patches on. I know. I, know. I mean, I understand. I understand changing some terminology. Like, actually, do you think, like, Bandit would have been confusing to like yeah. the layman because yeah. like what do you mean they're robbing you yeah but uh but like you can get the patches right yeah. Like, yeah i mean but it's also it's like well our costume department says this looks better yeah so yeah, exactly it looks better yeah he also um, could have put it in a way of like we don't want to show the real stuff like maybe yeah. like a security risk yeah for some reason i don't know but he didn't lie yeah it was just like yeah. no they also like didn't that. have danger zone pumping through the headphones while they're screaming at fucking three thousand miles an hour <laughs> exactly the <laughs> they play danger zone like through their headphones dude <laughs> actually the pilots uh they did they said they listened to a lot of billy idol on their takeoffs and a lot of like a lot of rock though that okay. part of the inspiration for the soundtrack for this film was them asking like what do you guys listen to and they actually do like oh cool through their fucking speakers they'll be playing fucking really oh yeah. cool they're the, they're the coolest man that's sick and also <laughs> not only do these guys are like partying with them while they're filming uh they said also the thing about fighter pilots is they're all other shit too one of the fighter pilots that was there val kilmer was talking about this guy they they were like drinking beer, hanging out at the at the resort, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, I'm also a concert pianist." And the guy would play piano for the fucking Hollywood Bowl on the weekends, and then he would go back to fucking Top Gun. What school. the fuck? Like they're not human. What the fuck? These guys are aliens. I'm telling. And they're seven percent body fat. <laughs> like who are these people? How are you seven percent body fat and drinking beer? And drinking beer <laughs> and partying like you're dying tomorrow. Like they're not human That's beings. Insane. Tell you, man. Oh and, my god. And you, if you watch the documentary about the making of this movie, you'll see the guys who are like actually did grow to be older guys. <sighs> in their yeah. 50s who were talking you know who were, yeah. were who lived like, through it yeah who lived through it and they look like it like they you know your hair goes white at like 40 if you're a fighter pilot sure know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoa it's it's a it's a fucking fast living lifestyle <laughs> like there is uh, those guys don't fuck around and they wake up at 5am or probably earlier <laughs> <laughs> they don't sleep they don't sleep they uh, don't sleep uh, uh, that's uh, the safest way to fly a plane is with sleep deprivation <laughs> <laughs> so uh Deb, you'll fucking love this dude. The guy who did the flybys and the guy who I was talking about who buzzed the tower for those scenes, that is actually none other than Scott Altman, 
who, after this movie, became an astronaut and went to space <laughs> four times. He was a commander on a fucking... Uh, yeah, like wild, <laughs> and he probably played piano for the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, well, so I mean, you know? that means he's also like a scientist too. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like he's like a fighter pilot and like a, a, a physicist. Yeah, <laughs> these guys. Yeah, the guys in this school are all geniuses as well. Oh like, my god, this is a lot of fucking. You're like a math to the level of like a professor. You know, like it's. It's insane. No, I'm telling you, these guys are all they're they're all just Batman and they're Batman. Iron Man. <laughs> yes, exactly. They are geniuses who go real fast and fucking party. They're uh, just jacked as shit. <laughs> Val Kilmer said he he was like, "I shit you not." He's like, "You're gonna think this is like a fake story that I'm just telling for like promos or whatever." But he said he woke up one morning and he said he realized he had this like small bruise on his chest. It was like a small circular bruise. And he said he realized it was because all these fighter pilots kept poking him in the chest when they were talking to him. <laughs> Apparently, that's like a thing that they do. They just like, and then you got to tell them about the time that oh, fucking God. That's so annoying. There, I'm telling you, you don't want to hang out with these guys. You yeah. really don't. Like, you want to witness them from yeah. afar. Like, yeah. watch Top Gun, and you'll see it. But like, but they poked him so hard, there's a bruise. There's on a his bruise chest. on his chest. <laughs> like, they're just like so like at the peak, you know, of like energy. They're You're just like, they're. Their their adrenal gland is broken to just constantly <laughs> yeah. seep adrenaline, so they don't like they're like on a constant cocaine high, but it's yes. all natural, just adrenaline yes. seeping through their blood. Which is why they look sixty at forty. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but oh yeah, the God. guy he was Scott Altman, and uh, he was yeah he went on to become a fucking astronaut after this movie. Why not? Insane. Why not, man? Now I'm gonna fly planes in space. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're all guys who you'd love to play volleyball with. <laughs> Speaking of volleyball, so the volleyball scene, the famous yeah. volleyball scene, that scene came straight from Tony Scott's brain after <laughs> he... <laughs> straight from the dome on Tony on this one. And it was after he saw a Bruce Weber book. And for those of you who don't know Bruce Weber, Bruce Weber is the guy who took all the photos for Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, okay. Um, that was like later on, you know, that was what he would become. But before that, he was just a very famous photographer of like hot young boys. Okay. That was like his whole thing. It was very, <laughs> his books were like homoerotic, mm -hmm. you know, dudes doing stuff while being writ. <laughs> I'm the number one photographer of hot young boys. Yes, yes, he was. And uh, it came out later on that he wasn't only the number one photographer, but the number one uh, boy, boy, feeler upper. Oh, um, yeah. Someone yeah. probably should have put that together earlier. Saw that coming. <laughs> probably should. We probably should have sniffed this one out. Dev, you saw that coming, but a lot of Abercrombie and Fitch when models did not. Said Abercrombie and Fitch. I went, oh, oh. nobody does that for fun, <laughs> unless you have an alternate agenda. Yeah, yeah. They they did not know at the time what would become of old Bruce Weber. But uh, actually, I had a I almost shot for Bruce Weber back in the day. Fun story. Really? Really? Yeah, I almost got this Abercrombie campaign. I wound up on a Hollister bag, <laughs> but I was very close to shooting with Bruce Weber when I was like a hairless 20-year-old. Uh, maybe probably good too that old it didn't happen. Him. Too old for <laughs> Too him. old. Get out of here. <laughs> that probably was what happened, actually. I was yeah. probably... 20 was like I'd already aged out. Yeah, it was you know? cut off. No, no, no. Teen. I said teenager. <laughs> the fuck can't you read this? They sent my ass to Hollister. The knockoff. <laughs> you know, they were like, you're old. Go to Hollister. <laughs> that's, where all it, the, that's where all the old actors go to retire is Hollister. I was, I was 20 and like my bones were creaking <laughs> as I was like going over there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Tony Scott, 
he brought this Bruce Weber book to Paramount, and he's like, I want it to kind of be like this. <laughs> and they were like, Tony, what are you doing? You know, like, what, what, what do you got over here? Just, what do you mean? What do you mean? Tony, this is not a, a porn, you know? He's I want like, it to be like this. <laughs> Dude, he went a full in with it, man. He They took their shirts off. He said he sprayed them all down with, like, baby oil. It's clear like, that they're all wearing the oil. Like, it's very, very, yes. very clear. Yes. And I guess they're supposed yes. to be like, oh, it's suntan oil. Whatever. But no, no, no. <laughs> First of all, like, why? They're covered they in baby oil. Like, fucking hit a ball. We volleyball with all that oil. Yeah, he's so slippery. <laughs> <laughs> they were just slipping and sliding around the sand, just fucking old up, baby. Why? Because, man, have you seen it? That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the actors don't regret it. They have that shit forever. I think uh, Yo, Anthony Edwards got was every one of them laid so many times. Oh my uh, it's god, the th- dude. It's the reason the girls went to the movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the reason I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I wanted to see the planes go fast, too. But the volleyball scene was a big selling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also know. didn't hurt. <laughs> it didn't, didn't hurt. hurt. It didn't hurt. Yeah, dude. I can't even imagine. I can't imagine the premiere of this thing, which, by the way, that was another thing that Tom Cruise did for this movie. Uh, Tom Cruise had the idea... Let's do a premiere for this movie in other parts of the world. We'll premiere it in like multiple nah, Deb, cities. No, don't don't show it to me on don't show it to me on Zoom. I'll, I'll see it when I watch the movie. I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch <laughs> the stupid fucking movie. It's just in the background. Movie. Look at that. Look at that shot. Look at that sexy cruise. And also, yeah, what's man. hilarious? Goose, the only one wearing a shirt. Yeah, I, I, Shelby and I were talking about that yesterday. We were watching this movie, and Shelby was like, "Why did Goose wear a shirt?" And I was like, you know, I don't know. It's like, I guess he wasn't as ripped, but he's still skinny enough. The guy should have popped off that shirt, man. You think he was there on Is set he... and looked at the rest of them and was like, nah, I'm going to put a shirt on. I think on. so. <laughs> Hold on. Stop. Stop. Was he wearing jeans? Oh, yeah. Jeans with no shirt. Yep. It's the hottest scene you've ever seen. To play volleyball? Yeah, man. It's exactly like Bruce Weber shit. That's the same thing. You see him in the Abercrombie jeans on like a lacrosse field. And it's like, what now? What now? I mean, it is Southern California. Yeah. It might be like winter. Yeah, it's like 75 degrees, you know. Nice. Nice enough to... Cool. Take off them shirts, but leave the <laughs> jeans. That's so you still have to watch this movie. Drake. I'll watch it. I'll watch. You this gotta watch it. Movie. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I probably it's on have it on that shelf. Yeah, probably. It's probably over there. I'll check. <laughs> the old volleyball scene, but yeah, that came that came from a Bruce Weber thing, and it makes a lot more sense if you just, if just Google mm-hmm. Bruce Weber photos and watch yeah. the volleyball scene. It's absolutely a Bruce Weber scene. Yeah, yeah, know? no, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. do you yeah. think after it came out about Bruce Weber, do you think he regretted that scene? Do you think uh, he was like, ah? I think a lot of people regretted a lot of stuff. No. Okay, yeah. Bruce Weber. <laughs> <laughs> but that was also I think, the... <laughs> a lot of people regretted a lot of stuff. <laughs> Uh, but that was also the scene where they're playing playing with the boys. Oh my god, wait, really? Yeah, that's, yeah, the song? that's the song yeah. that's in this movie? Yeah. Playing with the boys. That's <laughs> everybody. It's the 80s. Everyone's in very fluid. Everybody. We have David Bowie yeah. out. Yeah. You know, you know, cocaine is running rampant. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm, I'm non-binary. It's the, the entrance of non-binary. You know, they were living the warrior lifestyle. You know, so sexual the, fluidity. The and, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, those premieres. Like I was saying, but Tom Cruise, he uh he's the guy who had the idea to premiere this thing in multiple cities across the world. And he is really he's the reason why we still do 
like bring the cast to a premiere outside of the U.S. Before oh. that, you really would have like one Paris, premiere. London premiere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. And I'm just thinking about those dudes going around the world. Just like probably, there's probably a hundred thousand babies out there that just came from this cast. Yeah, you know, the, just, they they showed up to the premiere shirtless. Yeah, baby oil I and would have. I'm telling yeah. you, if I looked like this, uh, I would have, man. That's funny. Um, they, did they, there's they, a bunch of mini Tom Cruises <laughs> that are French speaking running around the, with like tiny busted ass teeth. <laughs> did the fighter pilots also go to the premieres? Oh man, I probably I imagine uh, if they, if they the could American get off. One for yeah, sure. mm. yeah, if they could. They're still enlisted. They don't like you know. Yeah, exactly. The military doesn't really fuck around. With no, them. yeah, they probably yeah. didn't go. Yeah. I imagine like Pete. They might have gone to the Hollywood one because it's right there, yeah. and if they were there yeah. still, but that the squadron was on leave. Uh, they had just done a seventh month tour, so the reason they got picked is because they just ended their tour and they were back at base, like. Right kind of resting and not doing mm, shit. Right. They had gotten back from a seven-month tour a week and a half oh, before they started shooting. Oh, okay. my God, dude. That No oh. wonder they were going nuts at that yeah. resort. Holy shit. They were also, like, newly back in town. Wow. Fucking hell. This was... You can't recreate this. Like, yeah. even the new one filming it, you can't recreate what happened here, you know? I, I'd be interested to know, like, what... How, like, I, I'd be interested to know the behind-the-scenes on the on the new one now. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, did Miles Teller party every night with fighter pilots? Yeah, did know? he? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> No way. Not with no Tom Cruise on set. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Spit down your throat, bro. Yeah, dude. No way in hell. You were not showing up hungover to this set. No <laughs> way. Yeah. It's like, hey, Tom, Tom this is in the so spirit Tom of the original Cruise movie. Was the one who put them through the basic training. Yeah. So they did the basic training with Tom. So they would yeah. go up in like a biplane with Tom yeah. as the pilot and instructor. And then they escalated it to jets and then they had to do like actual training of like this is how this is what happens if you have to like bail out over water. So right. they put them in like a flight suit and like dunk them in a pool and like have to get out of the gear underwater upside down and like, yeah. shit like that. Have so you seen the training? That was the military. No. Oh, yeah. man. Dude, welcome to Tom Cruise's torture chamber. Yeah. They have uh, one that is ejection seat training and you're down, Whoa. you're in the water. And they like that was probably the government, not just Tom Cruise. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. They were probably like, "Hey, do you not want to die if something goes wrong? Maybe you should learn this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they have ejection seat training. You're like in the seat in a pool, and they like shoot you up out of the pool, and then you like. That's the feeling of like if you have to eject type Whoa, of shit. Because there's they, all that pressure on you when yeah, you're that high up. They make you experience. Uh, oh my god, what's it called? Hypoxia? It's not hypoxia. Um, hypothermia? No, it's when you the are... The G-forces? Yeah. Hy- oh, I think I it is hypoxia. Yeah, it's hypoxia. It's low oxygen in the blood. They put you in, like, an oxygen deprivation chamber and make you experience, like, the low oxygen, basically. So, like, if like, you lose cabin pressure 30,000 feet up, yeah. where there's no Whoa. oxygen. Yeah, yeah. And so they're also, in a room. Also, that thing that's like a centrifuge that spins you around that you see at, like, NASA, yeah. the test for the G-forces, you have to go on that. And everybody, that. with the whole mission of that thing is not to, it's like a challenge for the person in it to not pass out, yeah. but they spin it so fast that the human body can't, they always pass out. Like, that's the thing. So you're going to experience what it feels like to be going so fast where you just pass out. I think it's so eight So that way, if it, when it does happen, if it does happen, you're not like Whoa. freaked out by it. Yeah. You've felt it before. Yeah. And it's all like, you know, if you're a real fighter pilot, this is like just to make sure you can even go be a fighter pilot. Yeah. But like for these actors, this is, 
Yeah. This is a lot. Yeah, this yeah. is like basic fight training one on one. Right. This is yeah. Right. Gun shit. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. This is just to make sure you can even be in a jet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but still, like yeah. if you're if you're just like a little pansy actor, I, I keep thinking of the Tropic Thunder scene. Exactly. Like take your pansy actors and put them in the real <laughs> exactly. shit. Exactly. That's what Tom Cruise does. That's what he does, man. <laughs> That's what Tom Cruise does. That's what Tom Cruise does, baby. Tom Cruise's torture chamber. And that'll do it for part two of Top Gun. We got part three coming up next week, and that will conclude the Top Gun saga. And we'll be moving on to a new topic afterwards. Um, Part three is going to have the last bit of filming and the release details and everything else. So uh, look forward to that next Wednesday. And until then... You can find me on Instagram at Drake Cummings, on Twitter at Drake underscore Cummings, on TikTok at Hollywood Drake, YouTube Drake Cummings, and my merch store, Raging20sMerch.com. You can find me on Twitter at AbracadabraDev or on Instagram at Sailor underscore Dev. But everyone, we have an announcement. Uh, there is a Twitter or a Discord channel for film history, the history of film now. It is on the Abracadabra Film server. Uh, if you go to my Twitter, or the Film History Twitter, you'll be able to find the link in the invitation to the server, and there we're going to be doing some really fun, interactive stuff with you guys. And if you, for whatever reason, uh, you know, I know times are tough, if you can't jump on the Patreon, come check us out in Discord, because we're going to do some, like, live readings, we're going to hang out, we're going to watch films together, and, we're, you know, you'll be able to talk shop and hang out with us while we, you know, do, like, a, a banter and, and have some fun. So we've got some really cool things planned. Join the Discord Love and it. join the Patreon. Yeah, and uh, a little bit more elaboration on the Patreon. You can go to our, uh, the link is in the bio of our Instagram, or you can just find us at Film History, the History of Film Patreon. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're wrapping up month two of content for the Patreon. Uh, every month you get an episode of Game History, which you might remember I did a, a trial episode of that for... Uh, for everyone to enjoy uh, back at the beginning of the year, but we got two episodes of that. We just did the one on uh, Grand Theft Auto, so if you want to hear the history of Grand Theft Auto, check that out. Uh, And then we also do an outtakes compilation. There's a lot of banter that we have, like jokes that we think are maybe too edgy for the the public audience or whatever, that all make onto that Patreon outtakes compilation. Low-key, some of our best work. And uh, uh, then at the $10 tier, uh, you're going to get an extra bonus thing every month. Last month, it was uh, a special report on Ezra Miller, an industry roundtable on Giant Depp, and uh, some other some other stuff. And this month, it was a launch of a new show called uh, Conversations of Friends, where uh, yeah. we sat down with one of our friends and just kind of uh, we talked a little bit behind the scenes about the show and uh, discussed some of our uh, some some funny uh, Hollywood stories that we have from working background in LA. So yeah. uh, if any of that sounds interesting in the slightest, go ahead and check us out. Uh, you can become a patron for as little as three dollars. Yeah, come on, uh, step right up, three dollars, three dollars, step right up to our Patreon. Uh, you can also find me at Jimmy Deloy or James Wyatt Scott, depending on where you're looking for me. You can find us at Film History, the History of Film, or FHHF Podcast. You can also find me being your wingman anytime. That's in Film History, the, the History of Film. film. You know what I'm talking about!